February is a big month for Metal Blade Records, with releases from two of Metal's brightest acts on the horizon, Cult of Luna and Allegion. Cult of Luna are back with The Long Road North. It's coming out February 11th. The Long Road North stands as an engrossing, cinematic experience that draws inspiration from Sweden's northernmost regions. Watch the video for the first single, Cold Burn, and read more about guest appearances, concepts, and processes behind the album at metalblade.com slash cult of luna. And then make sure on February 25th you are pre-ordering Allegions because they are set to release their new album, Damn em, Latin for Loss. And it's the biggest statement for the band's 10-plus year career. With this album, it was more about knowing what we didn't want, stated vocalist Riley McShane. With death so prevalent in society, as well as within the personal lives of the band, the band has crafted their most personal and creatively ambitious outing yet. Watch the video for the first single, Into Embers, now at metalblade.com slash Make sure you're pre-ordering the new Cult of Luna, the Long Road North, February 11th, and the new Allegion. Guys, damn them. It's coming out February 25th. Go to metalbladerecords.com slash Cult of Luna, metalbladerecords.com slash Allegion. It's the Metal Sucks Podcast with your hosts, Petter Speich, Brandon Hahn, and Jocelyn Sharp. Metal Sucks Podcast. Hello, 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 our friends out there. It is I, your host, Petter Speich. I'm always joined by... My name, Brandon Hahn. Follow <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, your buddy Gooch, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what, what about you? <laughs> My name is Jocelyn Sharp, and I know how to use articles and verbs, um... And Brandon no likey <laughs> adverbs and adverbs. Um, what predicates and predicates huh? and you know commas commas ad- like apostrophes. Um, you know, basically, give us an at most of my frontal lobe. Um, you can find me at jocelynsharp.com. That's J O Z A L Y N sharp like a sharp knife.com or at Wizard of Jaws on TikTok if you want to see some um, amazing thirst traps. There, I've cultivated them quite <laughs> so particularly. Thirsty and trappy. They are so trappy. There's a guy who, and I haven't blocked him yet because it makes me laugh so hard. He just comments, um, Mommy, I'm whimpering on everyone. Mommy, I'm whimpering. And then on the last one, he commented, It's me. It's the mommy guy. I'm back. And yeah. it made me laugh. So hard hey. because he knows who he is. Yeah. He knows that when I talk about him to my friends, I say, oh, "There's this mommy guy." And guess what? Now you gave him a purpose. You gave him a shout out. Yeah, you just gave him a purpose. <laughs> I love you, mommy guy. Yeah, Thank exactly. you for the engagement. I wonder if John Lennon ever gave. I wonder if John videos. Lennon ever gave Mark David Chapman a shout out before. He's like, "This is guy's a little weird." He's but, not ah. gonna murder me. He, he wants me to hold him like a baby and change his die die. Okay, totally normal. And make sure to follow our other <laughs> very hard by the book. <laughs> That's Sylvia Alvarado at It's the Sylvia on Twitter and Instagram. If you guys want to follow me, I'm at the other podcast handle we have. That's at Rise to Offend on Facebook and Twitter. Rise to Offend official on Instagram. This week, back on the show. Always a fucking great chat. I love it. Corpse Grinder, George Corpse Grinder Fisher, obviously of Cannibal Corpse, but we are here to discuss, celebrate his new solo record. It is called Corpse Grinder, guys. It's coming out February 25th. Make sure you are pre ordering it. We're going to play a couple tracks after the interview, but. Before we jump into the interview, as always, we like to discuss a little bit of the Metal Sucks news. It's a failed education we're giving you. 
Manipulating facts with opinions We got you in the palm of our hands Pushing you to hate is part of the plan So thanks for the power you gifted us We're worthy of your mind and all of your trust Dying for our cause, you'll never regret it It's Metal Sucks News, prepare for your lesson We'll take good care of your soul You'll be safe under our control all right, you will be safe. Under our control is not true. First no. story we're no, going to talk about. No, we're the umbrella of protection for all of you. <sighs> Listen, not me. I'm all built. I'm built of fake news and too much concealer. We're. <laughs> I'm the Fox News of metal sucks. I'm trying to build a cult here, Jaws. I'm you the just Fox fuck it all up News. Here. The yes. vaccine will make you into an alien. Listen. You will start hearing the voices of the Illuminati, and this is exactly what Alex Jones and the alt-right want you to do. That will segue into, (laughs) I guess, the story I'm going to pick now. I was going to talk about something else first, but... um, We, we, again, we're not here to talk shit or bash anybody, really. Not true. That's I exactly why I, I come mean, here. I mean, we yeah. no, no, no. I, I don't I'm want being honest, to. But, um, oh, no, I do. I didn't hey. drive 25 minutes across <laughs> town to hype people up. When, yeah, when, when Kid Rock <laughs> To be <put> respectful. <laughs> when Kid Rock put a song out a couple months ago, me and Brandon, uh, we, we went through the lyrics. We watched the music video. Oh, and sorry. I mean, it was like a dick in the box funny to us. Yeah. It was hilarious. It seemed to be a parody on purpose, right? So, you know... Kid Rock puts out another video. Not as funny, I don't think. Oh, no, no. I think it's just as funny. Just as funny. But lyrically, man. How many fur coats are in the video? Oh, shit. We got to count that? (laughs) God damn. I'm going to go ahead and say zero probably, but I'm just saying. like, You could have brought that up during show prep. Yeah, we we could have. Show prep, we could have been like, let's count the fur coats. (laughs) How many coats? How many dumb fedoras? How many? I want to know exactly the coat to open nipple ratio Mm -hmm. because I know it was high. How many many knee-high socks and how many sweatpants? For a man who who just lets his nipples breathe, he sure wears a lot of fur. That's Mm. all I'm going to say. How many fucks in the lyrics do you think? Go. 7,000. That's how you know. No, 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 no. That's too high. Speaking (laughs) speaking from someone who... He repeats the lyrics over and over again (laughs) and gives you very small choruses that barely rhyme. Okay. But how many times does he rhyme fuck in there? Brandon, I want you to guess after she guesses, and I'm going to tell you okay, guys. Okay, I, I don't 38. See, I'm looking right now, and I don't Pretty see good. any words that rhyme with fuck, <laughs> but he says fuck to set up a rhyme. No, no. He says fuck to just be like, I don't have a rhyme because that's your closer, right? You don't have to say, you don't have to rhyme fuck. You can be like, and that's what I said, fuck you, and that's done. Do you know what's so Next upsetting lyric. about this to me specifically is mm-hmm. I dated so many guys who argued like that in relationships in my early 20s. They said fuck you? No, it's just a lot of like, I don't know why you're so emotional all the time. Fuck. <laughs> like oh, that was like, that was like, <laughs> hey, do that, do that in a sentence for a proper. Okay. I don't know how you're emotional. So is it period fuck exclamation mark? I, that's how I feel. There's, okay. there's two rhymes that I'm seeing right here. Okay. Yeah. It starts right off the bat. The Kid song Rock, is called We the People. We that the people. we are going to share the lyrics with and, and of kind course, of break down a And of bit. course, there's an, there's an American flag on the, uh, the, the album cover or the LP cover, I guess, you know, because when you think, when you think America, you think Kid Rock and propane. I think for somebody who wants us to be more proud to be American, he's really twisted up about what makes us not proud to be American. Mm, isn't that <laughs> the story of the <laughs> 2020s? I mean, right, John, Jesus here's Christ. the thing. I believe that anybody that attaches himself to a movement like Kid Rock is doing, and you could do it on the left you stupid. Too, I just think anybody who attaches himself to a movement as 
insane as Kid Rock <laughs> if is If you doing, make it your branding, yes, <laughs> you're no stupid. matter what it is, no matter what your political party is, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? This yeah. is how confusing it is. I'm just going to bring one thing up, okay? We, I think, in culture feel that Donald Trump is a racist. I think that's a kind of a thing. He's done a lot of things that shows that he's Yeah, the only people who racist, don't think right? he's racist are usually racist. Okay, well, I, I'm not going to say not gonna that. Say that <laughs> but what I'm going to say is that, like, he kind of has that. That's the ick factor, remember? Yeah. Like, in the in the debates, he's like, all right, Proud Boys, hold on, or whatever he said. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah okay, we were, or we're like, yeah. pump the brakes. I forgot but about that. In, in the Kid Rock lyric, as he does say that everybody's beating up on Don, he, he flat out says... You piece of shit. I don't see color. Black lives matter. No shit, motherfucker. And he's tied to someone that's considered racist. That is the that is the, that is the crazy. And, and he has a Confederate flag. And on he his has head. a half black kid. Dude. No, but that's I'm th- telling you. That's it's like- what I mean by the like when people are like, <laughs> like you cannot say the phrase you are this about anybody. No, <laughs> that's my point. That's it's what I'm saying. Because it's so it's so like you know so many people want to point a finger and say all these things about him. But anyways, uh, meanwhile, but, but here can we get back to the lyrics? Let's get. Back. Can we get? Back I just to, brought the lyrics. The in. No, 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 no. What we did was you we piece brought, of shit. I don't we, see no, color. What Black Lives Matter, no brought, shit, motherfucker. No, you brought politics into it. I'm talking about just the lyrics. You were talking about the words that He's rhyme with... He's talking about with, lyrical structure. Yeah, yes, yes. Okay, right off the bat, Kid Rock lets us know, hey, take the first three grades you learn, throw them out the window. You don't need them. Uh, it says... Uh, first sorry, three grades. Yeah, just, we're jumping right <laughs> Let's into go fourth, right to fourth grade. With no education leading up to that whatsoever. Who needs mm-hmm. to know addition? We want you to be lost. Who needs long division? Okay, um, it says right off the bat... We the we the people and all we do reserve the right to scream. Jocelyn, you could finish the rest. Fuck you. Yes. Wow. Did you know that? Did not know it. She, okay. She did. She doesn't. I'm have actually Kid Rock's ghostwriter. That's why I'm I'm <laughs> spewing all this racist rhetoric. I'm yes. just pumping up the PR for the album release. Uh-huh. That's why that new Hummer in the fucking driveway. Yeah. Now we get yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's got it gold plates. It looks like a Toyota Corolla with yeah. only one hubcap, mm-hmm. but it is. You're saying <laughs> thirst traps. We thought you were going farther because yes. of that new Hummer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Listen, I just want to wear a fur coat without with my nipples out and yeah, have please. no one judge me. All right. Uh, That's all I'm trying. I, I'm going to reserve judgment. I'm Easier gonna, said than done, Josh. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> it. Letting you yep. know. We're like, wow. Those are I judge nipple out wearing fur coat people. Me yeah, too. Yeah, you know, when I see it. Now, here's the funny thing, though. It's like, it's like you Kid Rock's getting called <laughs> racist. I do have to say, though, <laughs> you piece of shit. I don't see color. Black Lives Matter. No shit, motherfucker. It's just. That's what I meant by rhyming the. Lur- it's the- so Dr. Seuss. Is what it is. <laughs> it's just like. We should do a bit. Yes. Where we do Kid Rock doing a Dr. Seuss thing, and we use Mm -hmm. these rhymes. Dr. Rock. Mm -hmm. Dr. Rock so is awesome. Dr. Rock is... Sometimes I fall down and scrape my knee, and I say, ouchie. That's right. Fuck you, Fauci. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, are you Kid Rock? That's not an actual lyric. (laughs) I'm perfect. That's perfect. That happened right here on the show. Okay, there's... Kid Rock cannot steal that lyric. Okay, then there's this. I don't trust anyone. I just have to bring it out one more time. I don't trust anyone who has... Shows us so little of his hairline, but so much of his torso. That's... You know what? Mm. I don't trust that. Yes. So you trust LeBron? (laughs) Yes, I trust LeBron. (laughs) (laughs) So you trust LeBron. He shows off that hairline even though he doesn't want to. Yes, I do. Uh, He's trying to. (laughs) I figured that something in Space Jam, I figured like the cartoon version of him, the hairline would be different. I just feel like the the effort to take your shirt off, put a coat on, and then put a hat on makes you a shady motherfucker, in my opinion. See, all that I can't buy into. Okay, I I can't buy into because a wife beater... 
you didn't put in there. So he's got a white beater on. Not that protects always. shadiness. Not always. I think 90% of the time Where's you get a white the one? On. Where's that rhyme where he says, like, two, 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 two? <laughs> where is it, Pete? It's right here. Fuck Facebook. Fuck Twitter, too. And the mainstream media. Fuck you, two, 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 two. <laughs> two, 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 two. Wow, you couldn't just put, you Ooh, yeah, just put you. T and a bunch of O's after that. This, but no, instead of two, 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 this two. This sounds two. like a foster kid freestyle rapping. I cannot listen to this. So, yeah. You know, somebody asked me <laughs> last somebody time, why didn't we play is, the song <laughs> on the episode? And I was like, nah. <laughs> I was like, no. We're just going to go through the lyrics. We're not going to play the song. Sorry. And it's like, even if you agree with what he's saying, you can't look at these lyrics and go yeah bro you know what i mean like but not not only but then then, then we follow up with fucks do you remember that icp song that was just fuck this fuck this fuck this i'm sorry i'm not a huge you, it was like the a popular song like fuck this fuck this fuck this that icp song the insane oh, yeah, policy yeah. song was it fuck the world something like that yeah, right yeah, yeah. and it pretty much this is like a remake of that to me except he doesn't say he adds a little bit more flavor but he'll go fuck cnn fuck tmz and you social media trolls y'all can suck on these 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 nuts that's what's this up this literally sounds like a 12 year old who lives on the wrong side of the tracks rapping 12. in his mirror 12 well you this, know uh i i wrote a song one time you with don't an think eight-year-old two, called, two, 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 called poop yeah. song it was called poop song <laughs> he had to write a song for school he's like i want to write a song and did called kid poop rock song. buy it no but don't you know i'm gonna it. go find <laughs> those <laughs> lyrics was kid rock in the audience going i think i just found the next <laughs> michael jackson that was the first yeah. draft of bob with the bob yeah he's like <laughs> and I swear the lyrics were like, what time is it? It's a time for poop song, poop song. And then Kid Rock's like, no, 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 I'm no, just no. like, all right, man. We're going to replace the chorus with Bob with the Bob. Yeah. Keep the rest. I'm not going to hold you <laughs> not back. change a thing. Right, poop song? He's in School of Rock right now. But here's the thing, though. <laughs> so this followed through, but my point is. But here's, here's the thing. And here's where, this is one thing, too, about Kid Rock. He uses a line from a song that was already one of his most popular songs in this song. So he goes... If you down and this, I can't disagree with what he's writing. It's just the song is bad. If you down with love and want to make things better, all we got to do is just come together. Whether the storm and take my hand and follow my lead to the promised land, because we the people, we got to unite to follow that good time guiding light. Climb aboard the love boat and rock that bitch up and down the coast. Okay, first of all, I have <laughs> I have something to say. For th- think about how deranged it is for the first half of the song to be like fuck everyone who doesn't think like me, yeah, and, and then, then be, be like, like come together. <laughs> Well, that's what, this is, that's yeah. what it is. It's a mashup of Break Stuff by Limp Biscuit and the Beatles Come, come Together, together. Yes. just in the middle. Let me throw this in here real quick. Uh-huh. Um, and then that's the, port, part, that's the point of the song he wants everybody to focus on. No, guys, it's about unity. It's like, like you just said, fuck everybody. This Anyways. is literally those guys that like talk about how if, if uh, women really want equality, then we should, they shouldn't get uh, arrested for punching us. Okay. Like, that's how that feels. We have rules on this show that... One of us have to always be the devil's advocate and defend the other guy. So I don't want to take that role, but I will. Okay. Yeah. If all we're doing is defend bashing, it. I yeah, got to exactly. defend Kid Rock somehow, right? Why? Because Listen. Let okay. me, He's a millionaire. Let me try. I have negative $4 in my bank account. Let me try right now. He's I winning. Will, uh, it's because of that Hummer. <laughs> you, then you should it's probably. It's the gas problem, John. Look, if you have negative $4 in your account, then the solution is the right lyrics like the piece of shit. I don't see color. Black lives matter. No shit, motherfucker! Please, that will put that'll make your account go from negative four dollars to positive two. I'm just is saying, it, is it isn't rock and roll supposed to just be fun? 
and stupid. Yes. And like, let's just this let's just go have a beer. <laughs> it's very no, no. Hold on, hold on. I'm just I'm I'm trying to do devil's advocate. I'm not saying I'm going to win. The devil <laughs> right? doesn't need an advocate. He's Lord of the Underworld. Wait a second. Wait, he's got that's where all the fun. Yeah, is. but yeah. Yeah, I think he still needs an advocate. He needs yeah, a, yeah. he needs someone to tell him it's cool. Yeah, yeah. You think the devil's insecure? Yeah. I do. I was like, I wonder what people are thinking. <laughs> He's like, do you think people think I'm a bad guy? Do, 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 people, do people not like me for creating COVID? <laughs> do you think people are mad at me? Yeah. Do, you think I'm, do you think I'm judged because I'm friends with Hitler? Right? Yeah. yeah, I do. I think the devil has some fucking mm-hmm. shortcomings. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jaws. Just letting you know. So I will be the advocate for right, Kid Rock please, because you please. guys aren't. Yeah, the He's devil needs like, you. Yeah, the devil's just like, well, the company you keep, bro. Isn't <laughs> Rock supposed to be fun? Yes. It Isn't is it just to supposed to be dumb and fun and beers and boobs and uh, murder and I don't know. I was, yeah, wow. I was that, going that with a horror movie. Weird, I, it was weird that you went from boobs to murder. Yeah. I got to be like, honest. Yeah, you had, you, I, you, had you, you pretty much covered sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And then I was, I was honestly, I was just thinking about a horror movie. I was like, all right, I wanted to hit everything in a horror movie. But uh, is, I mean, that's what it is sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Isn't it supposed to be people are just fucking out of their mind and yeah. stupid? And okay, who, who represents that better in a time where everybody's upset and just. You know, really always anxiety driven, pissed off. Then Kid Rock saying, put your middle fingers in the air, fuck everything, live your life. Well, the problem is, is everybody is saying everybody that. Saying everybody that, is yeah. saying that same Who's message. making millions of dollars on it? Everybody. Okay. Everybody, everybody that's popular that's yeah. saying it. They're hey. saying the same thing. All they're doing is just, they're not saying what they really believe. Do you know what really You want to be devil's advocate? You take that lead. I'm going to go back to the fucking lyrics <laughs> Listen, here, guys. This, this is <sighs> truthfully, truth, a truth moment for a second. Because I got into like a fight online with somebody today, which I don't ever do, but he was in my DMs. And I was just like, why do you have to? be like this like why are you trying to shit on someone who's just was he like mommy wear your mask <laughs> take your pills now a whole generation's mentally ill that's what you're dealing with Jaws. but this is the rock nose <laughs> this is what i don't get just say to them and it always takes the steam they're always they always think they're just about just tell them be like you're being hurtful and nasty you don't have to say fuck you to people to tell them that they're being shitty you can just say you're being shitty right but saying fuck you, fuck you, oh shit, <laughs> saying fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, well, it's just this endless loop of fuck you. But if somebody decides to be honest and vulnerable, when's then we the start last being time, fucking well, When's the last somebody, time someone face-to-face said fuck you to you, Joss? I'm curious, if you can remember. I mean, a million times an audience. Oh, okay, okay. What about you, Brandon? <laughs> fuck you? I trigger men. I'm trying, dude, I, I'm just saying, I can't recall oh, I trigger the last women, time. Believe me, they, yeah. just, they just fold their arms and look at me, but it's like... I trigger two specific types of men, though, really horny ones who want me to, like, spit on their balls and shit, and then, like... Um, Oh, it's very uncomfortable. One cornered me in Orange County. Oh, yeah, he cornered me. Okay, <laughs> and then I was like, I was like, um, sir, please back up. And he was like, you're mine. And I was like, what? And he goes, your mind is beautiful. I was like, I need to leave. OK, first off. <laughs> Okay, when but he's he didn't like, say "fuck you." So that's first not off, the no. Point. First off, he started <laughs> off with your mind, M I N E, and then he was like, "Your mind, M O M I N D," and you're like, "Oh, that's what I meant. Your mind, your beautiful mind, the one that, that <laughs> like that's less creepy. Yeah, also. yeah, exactly. The one that the one that can do math and stuff, <laughs> not possessive." What a what a way to back it! What a way to backtrack! I, I don't know. People say people say uh, "fuck you" to me in person very rarely. That's I, what I'm I, saying. I see a middle finger in traffic, maybe, but other yeah. than that, in traffic, that's what I'm saying. Even even online, it's like. I, I, I you, look. Here's the thing: when you're doing stand up, you know when somebody's saying "fuck you" with their eyes. Oh yeah. So it's like, <laughs> but they don't. But rarely do they say it out loud unless you address them directly. Yeah. You know what I mean? So 
as far as like, just like what Pete was saying, it's like, usually these, these things don't happen. You know, usually nine times out of 10, we can coexist. No problem. It's just that there's always going to be somebody that wants to jump on the bus or jump on, or, or like some kind of public transit with a speaker. You know what I mean? Oh. And, 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 you know, and sit there and think that it's FaceTiming not... in Starbucks. Right. What are you doing? Yeah, 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 exactly. With your speakerphone. And yeah. it's like, and then and if somebody says, hey, could you not do that? Those are the people that go, yeah, fuck you. And it's like, yes. but meanwhile, they're not even understanding that you're bothering and you're causing problems. And it's not like you like being next to somebody when they got their speakerphone on as well. Can you imagine? And I'm just, because, you know, Kid Rock's doing his thing. He's having fun. Devil's Advocate Pete still happening. <laughs> he cannot stop. You, I want to stop. You lost your advocacy rights and your legitimacy and any mm. credit you had when you went from boobs to murder at Kemper. Okay, mm. I, touche. <laughs> to me, that's yes, a, I did. <laughs> see, to me, that's a logical progression. I, I, of course, I, it is. You're full of rage <laughs> and from Ohio. <laughs> Ooh, give me my chili dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Toledo, Ohio, Tony Pacos. Okay. <sighs> Interviews coming up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no murder. We thought we were going to talk more stories. We very. We are very but much against murder we're, on we're, this show. <laughs> yeah, we, we very much are. Uh, so anyway, so with Kid Rock's tough guy lyrics and Kid Rock's uh, this is how things should be and, and a lot of different people in the factor, who the fuck in, the, in America right now citizens in America wants the job of uniting this country right now. Who the fuck wants this job? Because it seems like here's the problem though. You're just saying all you can die right on one side and go away. Well, and nobody's really inviting yet lyrically, even though he's saying fuck you to everybody, he's trying to, he's trying to state that. So I love that people that haven't spoken to their mom in three months and can't fix that relationship think they know how they're going to fix the country. Bro, you know what's crazy is that (laughs) it's funny you said that because I I, I feel feel like I have this conversation with people that are the most strong headed about their political views that that have the most fucked up family structure. Like, I'm not talking to my brother, I'll kill him. It's like, all right, bro. Focus on your life first before you go thinking about global issues. people in your home together yes. before we talk about everything else. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. What were you saying, Brandon? Uh, I forgot. No, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. I was, I had something. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but nobody wants the job of uniting the country. But the thing is though, is all the, all the, the songs that have been created that can unite, that could unite, Look, dude, they're they're thirty or forty years old now. And back in those days, I put a boot in her ass because it's the American way. That's twenty. <laughs> <laughs> that was twenty, and it was written right after nine eleven. Oh, was it twenty? No, that's thirty years ago. Was it thirty? No, that's the nineties. Thirty years 90s. ago. Oh, no, yeah. that's twenty. So, listen, I don't know math. Don't listen to me. Right, but but all I'm saying is though is like all the songs that are that are they're put old. out there to unite. But I'm talking about all people, not just people that are a part of a certain political spectrum. Now, every rock star is now being put in in this place where it's like, are you liberal or are you conservative? Are you Trump or are you Biden? Are you mask or no mask? And if any of them say anything, they're going to turn off half the people. And back in those days, back in the day, it wasn't a band wasn't just known for their political stance. You could put out a song and people would just hear the song. Right. The band would have to go out of their way to be a political band. Right. And then they would be known as like a right. political band. And, yeah. and the thing is, always you can put out a song like age ain't nothing but a number and it'd be a hit. Right. Well, right. I, I work at uh, people that don't know. Don't, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Not a problem. Nothing. And then 30 years later, you'd be like, R. Kelly's a scumbag. Yeah, right. <laughs> hmm. 
Don't we feel? Don't we all feel a little stupid that we didn't see this one coming though? Oh, I, feel I was probably dumb. 13 and I saw that coming. <laughs> I'm like, I'm no, not. I'm not supporting. I, saw, I, I, I believe I can't fly. I'm going over <laughs> here with look, Seal. All I right. Saw, I saw it coming a mile away, but we needed Oprah to be like, "Hey, <laughs> this guy's a bad guy." Did anyone notice Oprah, he married a 14 year old? Oprah's right. <laughs> I guess. The, I guess the point to my interruption of yours is that there is songs aren't songs are made to. Uh, have this open-ended type of thing and relate to different spectrums of people. Art is and open to interpretation. Yes, 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 yes. yes. And when you when you are blatantly saying, I'm saying Fuck this. Fuck CNN. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, or I mean, when you, like, okay, okay. Like, yeah. You can respect that on one level because it's like, hey, I'm not masking this message. You know what? I'm believing you where I'm coming from. But on another level, it's like, it does, to me, as someone that consumes art, that's the opposite of what art's supposed to do. Well, well and for me, as someone who consumes art, it's like, what you think that's a message that needs to be heard it's well, it's like for me as a comic it's like a there's all these like jokes and even similarly structured setup and punchlines that we all see a bunch of different comics that have been doing it for a long time do mm-hmm. and that to me would be like a new comic seeing that and being like you know what i'm gonna do that it, it makes no sense to me to look at something that's already been done a million times well i, I understand an artist that's frustrated with their belief system be like i'm not gonna take it anymore i'm gonna put this in my art and yada and i believe that's what's happening I'm speaking here. in the context of kid rock to be yeah, specific yeah, no, I, I know yeah. <laughs> but i I also feel so. Take like your brain and flush it down the toilet <laughs> before you start this. Before argument. you start this, okay, and go huff some paint, then talk to us. But let's be honest, like you know, we've been podcasting since 2012, ten <sighs> years. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's been that long, dude. And let's be honest. If you go back and listen to some of the shit we said ten years ago, we would be like embarrassed. Fuck. If we go back to shit I said ten minutes ago, you could cancel yeah, me. I don't exactly. give a shit. But that's, <laughs> that's right. Boobs murder. You're right. I feel it right now. I feel it right now. Yeah. And I can cut that yeah. out, but I won't. Matter yeah, you fact, made fun of LeBron's hairline. Matter of fact, I, <laughs> matter of fact, I want to cut you out right now. It's done. We're done. Cancel me. You're just gonna, cancel you're, me. This episode is going to be us <laughs> editing out Jocelyn, and there's going to be there's going to be no context <laughs> what what's he talking about boobs and murder who you said just, that you just saying mommy guy yeah, out of context mommy guy, what no are you talking place. about it's just like pete will say something mommy guy what <laughs> but no but but again though it's like i just no, feel i just feel like these because of the internet because it is tribalized so many people mm-hmm. that it's just harder to get that mass appeal message out there. Again, what I the, the messages that I that I read from this article, I do believe Kid Rock's heart is in the right place. Okay, <laughs> I really do. I really do. I just think I just think that based I just, on his preemie body, I think his heart is on the wrong side of his body. <laughs> might have, might have. That's a good point. First off, but no, but if I'm your saying, mind's not in the right place, your heart can't be in the right place. Is that something that you live by or no? No, that's not. I, no, okay. I, I think mind I think and heart. You can be, yeah, think, you can be a little bit twacked and, and, and still think and you're. Heart, yes. I mean, yeah. in essence, what I'm saying, hey, I'm drunk right now, but I'm going to say something that I feel true. It's like it's not yeah, true. But, 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 but that's again, drunk is different. Yeah, no, no. Well, that's what I mean by your mind in the right place. Right. But what I'm saying is, is I think his heart is in the right place when he's. I do believe that he is trying to bring people together. He's doing Kid his Rock, best with all the paint Kid chips Rock, in his head. Well, I'm just saying, like Kid Rock, throughout his whole entire career, he was one of these guys that was like, yo, fuck racism in the 90s and like yeah. you know like when when it was way more prevalent you know what i mean like yeah. he was and where, where you could get in trouble for saying stuff like that he was one was of those it guys. way more prevalent it's like here's the thing I, I i just remember the n-word being like very cavalier yeah all the way through the 90s Agreed. i mean i feel like that 
oh, that correction. I think is I think like the, the more decade, I just really? think, I just think that the more we've tried to cure racism, the more we have made people racist. Isn't that what everything is though? When I you get try that, to cure something, but what? But that's yeah. all I'm saying. It's yeah. like it's like we have, we Kid Rock has got proof that he's not a racist. He's he's got a son that he raised. It's well, his he, child. People, well, you can have a family member that's another a person of color and be racist. Okay, I don't believe I don't I don't I but I don't believe Kid Rock is racist. All I'm saying is I think he's, he's trying, stupid. I, I I just think I just think he's a guy that he's as racist as Kanye West. Yeah, I mean it's like oh, uh, that's, yeah. that's the way I see it. And yes, they're they're both. Yeah, as racist Egos, as, as, racist as Cardi B, as racist whatever, as, as anybody you know, else, yeah, it's like but, yeah, uh, you, they all say they, everybody says something out of line. We go, and then and, and align with it. And I, don't I, think, I mean, he's aligned to Donald Trump, right? Yeah. And that's the thing, and, and, and that's, that's where the he's racist angle. Up. And that's yeah. and that's the thing, and it's like once you're guilty by association, that's the problem that I have. It's like. We all have like somebody racist in our family. Doesn't make us racist. Doesn't make us guilty by association. And that's the problem that Kid Rock has with this song. As dumb as it sounds, he is trying to get people to go, "Hey guys, just look at the facts." Just like everybody else is doing, he's just trying to bring people together. He he his he came off dumb. And if you're going to come off dumb and try being people together, you're going to get made fun of. Yeah. And that's what happened. So it's, so it's like, I don't I think do, Kid Rock ever does anything expecting to be taken 100% seriously. And if he does, he's really dumb. I, I just think I just think that. So hard for me to. I, I Look, it's, I know Insane Clown Posse. I know Kid Rock. I, I mean, I, I read the lyrics and I'm like, wow, this is not intelligent. But there is. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't call him dumb. Because they've maintained. Yeah, they have. They've maintained I mean, like, fans' careers. And I, I don't know, man. I, I feel like I feel like yeah, there's, but the majority a, there's a of percentage people, that has done it for 30 years and stays successful yeah, like but, this. But success via fame is not a vehicle for intelligence. Oh, I don't think so. It has no indicator of that. But I feel like he wasn't dumb enough to lose it all. Right. or I don't know. And I think, explain, Kid Rock, yeah. I think what Kid Rock is, is again, we're all trying to find our audience. And Kid Rock found his audience. It's Midwestern. It's Midwestern. Most 99% white. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't think that's the way he wanted it. It's just that these are the people that are soaking in his message. And that's what Kid Rock is aiming towards now. And I think every artist does this where they come out. And again, before we know anything about them, we give their music a shot. We're like, wow, this is really good. Then we start learning more about them. Then the more that we learn about them, the more we either A, become closer to them as people because they obviously like and they, they, they promote the same message that we want or we, get, we just get turned off by them. That's how good smart people react though. New information means new, new opinions. That's, I mean, uh, stubborn ignorant people are the people that are out there just not taking in any new information, staunch in their beliefs, not, not willing to hear any, but any other side other than their own because it, it, it is scary to think that new information could mean new opinions. And, and, I, and you grow out of thoughts, you grow out of artists, you grow out of people. I mean, no, no, no. And here's the thing. No consumer is meant to be a life lifelong consumer. Yeah, I had a whole Tim if McGraw you, playlist in high school. That's fine. That's <laughs> don't fine. anymore. That's fine. I mean, you're fired from the show, but that's fine. That's fine. Listen, but but, but what I'm saying, all I'm saying is, is all I'm saying is, is when artists continue to go. Now, if you're an underground artist, you can you're you're underground, so it's like your message is going to be better better received by more people because more most likely this is going to be the first time they heard that song. I also think less, less open to incorrect interpretation, which is kind of my point with people like Kid Rock is even if his heart is in the right place, I think it's important to remember that you don't get to choose who you, who supports you and who is bolstered by your message. I get that. But, but, it, you but, know? That, but that also means that he's not going to say anything. He doesn't I, have to I, not I, say anything. I'm just saying, think a little bit about it. Cause to me that, that contradictory song, 
can be interpreted both ways. It can be interpreted by the good-hearted people as saying, like, we just need to bring everyone together. And it can be interpreted by the bad-hearted people as we just need to tell and anybody who doesn't think su- like us, fuck you. you every know? successful artist, though, has to, main- to maintain their audience, maintain their, their lifestyle. They have to polarizing. stay in a box. Yeah. They have to stay in a box of, like, I can't go too far. I can't go here. I have to stay within this box to maintain my audience, stuff like that. So the genuine aspect of him, there is going to be uh, where he has to keep his audience happy. But anyways, we this is the only story we fucking talk about. Kid Rock, man, puts out a song. That, that's not something I thought about. We were going to talk about the Pamela and Tommy Lee movie. That was that, That's bullshit. We were going to talk about the Spotify stuff. We were going to talk about Jason Newstead keeping his money. But none of that. We went too long. So with that... You guys okay? I'm ready. Yeah. Otherwise, we're going to go for like two hours because all these other topics. I guess the moral of the story is if Kid Rock can be (laughs) successful, anyone can. Yes. Mm. And go to MetalSucks.net and check out all these other stories we did not talk about. But before I jump into... Real quick. You know what Kid Rock does successfully as an artist? Doesn't overthink it. Boom. He also has learned how to not let his fur coats chafe his nipples. Thank you. That shows growth. All right, Pete. Before my interview, guys, with none other than Corpse Grinder, man... Let me tell you guys something real quick. Slipknot, one of the most thrilling and visceral musical collectives on the planet. They're back in their 2022 iteration of their infamous Knotfest Roadshow. The tour will take place over two legs, both headlined by the one and only Slipknot. The first leg will feature special guests in this moment in Ginger. The second leg will feature guests Cypress Hill and Horror. For, f- for full routing, tickets, and VIP packages, go to knotfest.com slash roadshow. Guys, it's Slipknot. It's Knotfest Roadshow. You do not want to miss this. Let me remind you one more time. Two iterations in 2022. First one, you're going to have Slipknot, in this moment, Ginger, second one, Slipknot, Cypress Hill, and Horror. Go to NotFest.com Roadshow. Pick up some tickets. Have yourself a fucking great time with the boys in Slipknot. And with that, guys, let's jump into my interview with none other than George Corpse Grinder Fisher. I have you on. We talk football. Uh, you're, my, you're my sports talk guy. <laughs> And, uh, I do, I'm going to be honest. I'm a fan of, uh, of Bridgewater. I, I know he's not the guy, but what are your thoughts? Everybody? I got George Corpse Grinder Fisher back in the fourth. We're starting with football and then we're going to get to the new record. I promise. But I, I love George's takes on the sports. So let's go. Um, I think Bridgewater played good. Uh, you know, well, not good, not great, mm. but they have to look elsewhere. I just recently saw that Russell Wilson was interested in talking to other teams. You know, he has, I think he has a new trade clause, so he can waive that if he wants. Um, I would, I would love to have Russell Russell Wilson. He throws the best deep ball in the game, and we have the receivers, so the, the line's pretty decent. The defense was was really good. Now I know that's Fangio, you know, and obviously we need to have a, a good coach. Um, and Fangio, of course, is a defensive you know genius. So uh, hopefully, whoever we bring in would keep the defense playing the way it is. We had injuries as well. But I don't think Bridgewater's the answer. And Drew Locke, the jury's out, you know, and he played the last game against the Chiefs. He played really good. But is that going to be consistent? I don't know. So if he asked me if Aaron Rodgers is still pissed at Green Bay, whether they win the Super Bowl or not, and wants to come to Denver or Russell Wilson. All day. Let's and get it happen. Let's all, yeah, for sure. I mean, come on. It's, Dude, I think like Russell I Wilson would be a great pick. And then, I mean, I, I'm going to say it. I know this is probably a no-fly zone, but is what are your thoughts on Watson? Are you just like, stay away? 
Or do you think that there is this? Well, if he cleans everything up and whatever, yeah. people deserve second chances and whatnot. So I would just say, uh, you know, he's young and he's really good. You know, um, they need a quarterback. I understand. I know I understand the slippery slope, you know, just mm-hmm. with what he's accused of and whatnot. So just if you eliminate that, if that all clears up, if it's, you know, I don't know what, I don't even know. I haven't even really paid attention to it too much. Um, I would say, uh, I would say, you know, go for him if, if everything, you know, checks out. Yeah, but, no. uh, I, I think Russell Wilson is probably, because I believe there was a report earlier in the year that he, uh, you know, expressed interest in playing for, I think it was the Giants, the Saints, or the Broncos. And I think, in my opinion, you know, the, the, the Broncos are ready to win now. They just need a quarterback and a coach to just take them to the next step. I, I agree, man. My team is the Browns, and, and I don't know what to do anymore. I, I had my faith in Baker Mayfield for two years, yes. but I got to tell you right now, I, I've i pretty much completely lost it. You know, And um, if he did, he's got one more year with us. Is he a quarterback that you would consider if you guys don't pick Hell up? Hell no. A, no, you're, you're done with Mayfield. <laughs> well, listen, man, first off, before he even gets to training camp, he's going to film 30 commercials, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, hey, you know, make the money. I, I get all that. But come on, you know, you, you need to concentrate on what, you know, what what's your, your, your real job is. I mean, I'm sure they're paying him. I'm sure that, you know, but at home at Baker Mayfield, there's like 30 of those commercials. And it's, <clears throat> I don't know, I, I'm not look again. I I didn't play in the NFL, so I'm not trying to say that I'm some expert. But you know, I'm a uh, what's that? The, the armchair quarterback, or the mm-hmm. couch quarterback. Yeah. And this is just, these are just my opinions. I'm entitled to them. I, I I'm not saying that he's finished or done. I, I think that you know there were some things going on in in, in Cleveland there, but uh, you know, is, is he is he is it irreparable? No, I don't think so. But I don't know if he has everything it takes to to take them maybe to the next level. I mean, I think he's 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 better than some of the picks they've had. He's not like I don't think he's a 100% bust or anything. But, you know, he's not a Tim Couch or anything like that. But, no. You know. <laughs> I don't think there's only like there's only a few people like that. You know, Ryan Leaf comes to mind as well, you know. But but uh he, he's worse than Tim Couch, of course, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's, I think I obviously I don't follow the Browns as much and you know being from Baltimore Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they're like arch enemy to the Ravens. Um, so, um, you know, Baker Mayfield has my ire anyway, you know. <laughs> yes, I totally get it. But uh, as a Browns fan, we all know that your team is my team um, in the history of things. You guys won the Super Bowl right after we lost the, the franchise. Yeah, with, <laughs> with like, yeah, yeah, but, you know, uh, you didn't draft Ray Lewis. You didn't draft Johnson Ogden. Matt Stover is like one of the only people that was left over. So you win. It's it's crying in <laughs> it's crying in, or crying over spilled milk because I've heard this a lot. I remember when I first got in Cannibal Corpse, by the way. Yeah. Uh, when the Ravens were you know moving, and I had a, a Ravens hat. I had a Ravens hat, and a lot of people give me hell. You can't. You got two teams. That's bullshit. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. Go go bitch to somebody who cares. There's reasons, and and it's what it is. If the Ravens. You know, it's not like I just pick one team for the year to root for. You know, if they play each other, I'm just kind of on the fence. The Broncos and Ravens, I mean. So anyway, I was in Cleveland. I'll never do it. I think we were playing the Agora. And uh, by, I was by the by the, the uh, loading area, and there were some fans there. And I was just like, George, why do you got to do that to us? You're wearing a Ravens hat. 
I don't think as many people knew at that time where I was from. And I was like, dude, I'm from Baltimore, Maryland, you know? And I got to say, just in all honesty, because Cleveland's been great to me, you know, they didn't deserve how it went down. Um, the Colts got worse treatment. They moved in the middle of the night mm-hmm. after Ursay said, we're not moving, we're not moving, we're not moving. And then they moved and they used Mayflower. Mayflower, my father worked for Mayflower. My father tells me to this day, if I worked for Mayflower, I promise you, I would have I would have got went there, you had the truck loaded up, and I would have went out on the highway and got on the next exit and hit the truck somewhere or something just to screw them over. <laughs> yeah, you know, like he, he calls, Yeah, he calls Indianapolis the wannabes, the Indianapolis wannabes, because he can't get even though we have the Ravens, he can't get over the fact that they're not the Colts anymore. You know, because he's older and he grew up with Johnny Unitas and, you know, and whatnot. And the Colts, you know, when it, when it was the Baltimore Colts, they were really, really good. So, anyway, people were kind of bitter at me for it. And then I was like, look, man, I'm from Baltimore and I know that Cleveland got a raw deal. Um, but what, what's, you know, but, but you know what? I mean, look at it like this. The Ravens are the Ravens now. They're not the Baltimore Colts because the NFL didn't kiss our ass. And, you know, and Johnny Unitas said it best. I played in some of the championship games against the, the Browns. You know, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't get Baltimore a name back. They, you know, we had to get the CFL first and then we screwed the CFL over when we got the Ravens. You know, the CFL was there and I went to a few games. I, I, and I, I went there and Doug Flutie was still playing for the Calgary Stampeders, I think. And, you know, and I went to CFL games and then the NFL came calling and, and, you know, obviously, you know, that's just what it is. And they, 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 you know, ditched the CFL team and they went back. They went to Montreal. I think to the Alouettes now, if I remember correctly. Anyway, um, I know what it's like to, for your team to just be torn out. But at least you got the team colors. They stayed the same. You got the, you got the name. You know, the only thing that I think Cleveland hangs on is, well, you had our team. No, you didn't draft Ray Lewis. Who was who was the MVP in Super Bowl twenty? I mean, come on, let's talk about it. Ray Lewis, Jonathan Og didn't draft him. You know. I mean, Trent Dilfer, he, he was the reject from here in Tampa, and they won the Super Bowl here in Tampa. So, Matt Stover, that's that's about it. I, I'm yeah, I'm I'm giving it to you, oh, man. I believe Ernest Spiner was on one of the, was was on one of those teams too, you know. Mm-hmm. And we've had you know what I'm saying? 20, 22 years now to to get it right. And um, you've mentioned you mentioned Tim Couch and. And when I think about the Johnny Manzels and the Brady Quins and all the other guys in between, I'm like, Tim Couch doesn't seem so, so horrible to me in comparison. But Baker has been no, the no. best. And I, I'm, I, f- I personally feel mentally the game is, you know, I, I hear Teddy Atlas say it about boxing all the time. I'm a big boxing fan that the, the sport's like 80% mental. And you can see when the mental game's not strong. And that's where I feel that he's lacked a lot of the years. Yeah. Um, and Teddy Atlas, he's awesome. Teddy yeah, Atlas love is Teddy, amazing, man. You know? Yeah, I don't know if you know, but he's got a podcast. Um, I believe it's called The Talk, and I mean, he just it's he talks like MMA mostly, which is kind of weird, yeah. you know. But um, man, yeah, it's, yeah. it's the most uh, just just listening to the guy. I grew up with him. Friday Night Fights was such a staple uh, for me <laughs> growing up and all that stuff. So um, yeah, and he he does a lot of the advice about just the mental aspect, and that's what I'm missing in the Baker thing because uh, his son is the. Um, recruiter out here for the Raiders um and so um last time we talked actually you did say that you it was possible that you were going to come out because Slagle had some seats out here to a Raiders game did you get a chance to do that and check out the stadium out here Allegiant no and I have a friend of mine uh um that uh always tells me that uh his family has like a box Mm. in uh in well my high I'm calling it my high I don't care um and he's always like, you know, when we come here, but, but, you know, this, this past year has just been like, yeah, 
Well, just you know, this past football season, really, even throughout watching the football games, it's just been really busy with, with the solo thing and whatnot. So I, I never got to go to Vegas. I never got to go out to, to Denver to see a game. And uh, of course, I would love to. And I did contemplate going to the Eagles game this past Sunday with Eric Rutan, you know, our guitar, you know, cannibal guitar player, Eric Rutan, because he's an Eagles fan. That's his team. But man, he, he took a picture and he put it in our group chat. He was all smiles and right before the game, there was barely any fans in the stadium. And uh, yeah, he wasn't smiling afterwards. I felt so bad for him. And our merch guy, Kenny, uh, Kenny Nishimura, his team's the Cardinals. So I, I, you know, I, that's my other thing too. Like when if, 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 if the Ravens and the Broncos, you know, they didn't make it. Uh, so I'll root for my friends' teams, you know, unless my friends are Buccaneers fans or Raiders fans, no way. Um, uh, you know, uh, you know, I, like the Bills, of course, are still going. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and obviously Alex, Paul, and Rob are, are big into Buffalo. So my brother is a, is a huge uh, Buffalo Bills fan. He's been shoot, for so for so long, man. Um, so maybe for them, I have a good friend of mine in Houston who's a, who, who refused to stop rooting for the Titans when they moved. And he's still a Titans fan. You know, uh, Titans Dave, shout out. But, uh, um you know, so there's teams, you know, I'll root for. And then there's also just teams who maybe haven't won or, or haven't won very much. You know, nobody, I think nobody outside of here in Tampa Bay wants Tom Brady to win again because, dude, you already won enough. Go go away, you know. But, you know, if you're a fan, of course, you love it. So, um, yeah. I, uh, like I said, I almost went to the, to, to the Eagles game, but. But I decided not to, and now I'm kind of, you know, now I'm kind of glad I didn't because I would have, you know, hated to see Brutani. He just, he was like, oh man, you know. It, it was a that was not a fun game to watch for any Eagles fan. It, no. it, it was like a boring game on TV for me because I'm like, there's just nothing. It just there was a lot of these wild card games that actually turned out to be not too fun to watch. But my default team because I every year as a Browns fan, I usually pick a team that I'm going to root for because I'm going to follow the sport all the way through. My default team currently is the Bills. Um, okay, I, yeah. well, they I, never won a Super Bowl, so yeah, you know. And the Chiefs are going to be a football tough. Football gods might hate them. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Chiefs, but the football, football gods are like, look, man, we gave you four shots. What more do you want? Right in a row. I mean, they're in a row, and you could not get it done. They even beat the Broncos in one of the AFC Championship games. Mm-hmm. You know, when they when they played uh, Washington that year. So that is uh, that that is my default. Who's your default team? And then we're going to jump into the record. That's all my football talk with you this time around, uh, uh, George. I would but probably I, just. Say the Ravens. I would say the Broncos. I mean, the Broncos. I just I've root. We've we've had this conversation. I rooted yeah. for the Broncos for so long that by the time we got a team in Baltimore, you know, I, I rooted for the for the for the Broncos as long as I rooted for the for the Colts. You oh, know. Oh no, I meant go, the go. the current playoff situation. Like because we don't the have any. Oh, any yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. would have rooted for the Cardinals. I would have rooted for the Eagles. Yep, they're out. Um, I, I guess I, to the Titans or the Bills. And, and trust me, I I kind of don't want to root for the Bills only because. Just the guys in the band, and we have a friendly rivalry. Gotcha. You know, there was well, there was a time years ago we played. I think it was we were playing somewhere in like Texas, I think, um, and it was you know during the football season, and um, the Bills were playing the Broncos, and I don't know where it was at. I can't remember where it was at, but I remember our our drum tech Johnny Goss and Paul. We were watching, like Alex, I think was watching too. The, the guys were setting up the gear for the for, for the sound check, so we were in this in this club. And I just remember the game was kind of back and forth, and the Bills had scored, and the Broncos just rushed down the field, and literally, like they called this play, and I was like, "You don't have enough time to set up for the field goal, you idiots!" And they ran up, and with one second, the 
the, the ball hit the boot and they scored they scored the field goal and beat the Bills. <laughs> oh man, I just laugh about it so much because because Paul was sitting looking like like you with bated breath and then he just put his head down and turned around and walked away. And I I ran around him like with the airplane arms. I just, just like <laughs> the running around him as he's trying to leave and he's stopping and just looking at me like Dude, I want to kill you right now. And I remember Johnny Goss, you know, our drum tech's like, fuck you, grinder. You know, and I was just like, yeah. And then I started running around the, the tables and all the people in the club were like, what the hell's going on? I was like, what? You know, it was just so great. I mean, it was it was one of the, look, I mean, Super Bowl 32, nothing will ever replace that. Yeah. But that was, that was damn close. And so there's like a rivalry there. Those guys will, you know, they'll, they'll congratulate me if the, if the Broncos won the Super Bowl. But, you know, like, if they beat the Bills to get there, of course they wouldn't. But but if they if they win, if they would win they'll be like, hey, man, you know, congrats, it's great. And I would do the same. But in the meantime, it's kind of a friendly, friendly rivalry that we will, will, you know, poke at each other. So, I mean, if they won, I'd be happy for them. I'd be happy for Buffalo. It's, they've adopted me as, as uh, second son, well, until this interview. But uh, but um, <laughs> but I mean, uh, it, uh, Buffalo's been great to me. It's the place of the band and whatnot. So they they treated me, you know, way way better than I could ever hope for. So yeah, I would not be upset if they won. I don't I don't hate their team. It's not like the Raiders won, and I'd be like, oh, uh, yeah, you know. And the Bucks. I've just been down here too long, and I, I've seen how the fans are are fair weather enough that I just can't take it. And you also got to equate the fact that people come down here from different parts of the country and they bring their allegiances with them. And like they'll kind of like don't kind of like what, what we're talking about. They'll default to the Bucks if their team is is, is terrible. Like my next door neighbor, he's, I know he's a, a Giants fan. He's from New York, and um, he's you know I know he'll root for the Bucks if you know the, the Giants stink, which of course they did. So um, I would I wouldn't mind seeing the, the 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 Bills win the Super Bowl. You know Buffalo deserves it. They've been. They've supported them for years. So does Cleveland. Cleveland deserves to win the Super Bowl. Even when the when the team moved, it wasn't because they're because they were losing money. Like, well, as far as fan attendance, they were not. The fans were always there, always rooting for them. It was a raw deal. So I, I would I would I would probably root for the Browns. Yeah, you know, depending on who they played in the AFC and the, the NFC. Yeah. It was the Buccaneers, one hundred percent for sure. Yeah, and that and that for me, the team this year that I don't want to win, and I don't know why, is the Packers. Uh, I just I want I kind of want Aaron Rodgers to move to a different team, and I feel like that's a necessary thing as a loss. But uh, but it was a good thing that you brought up about Paul having that sports moment that we all had when something horrible happens, and we we can't accept it or believe it in the moment and we're frozen <laughs> and then you did the helicopter arms yeah. well, we've all done it losing, yeah. yeah they had worse moments than losing that game that yeah was, true you know, that wasn't even a playoff game that was just one game yeah i mean obviously i remember when uh i was in monstrosity and i was down in fort lauderdale when when um the giants uh played played the bills in the super bowl and they missed the kick because i had a bet with rob barrett for like just you know, like this Rob was uh geez, I think Rob was in Malone Creation at the time. I can't I can't remember. Nineteen ninety something. But he I know he was he was doing Solstice at the very least. Uh this before he was in Cannibal. And you know, I was yeah, you know, say the nineteen ninety, eighty nine no, say it was the ninety season. Um at Bill's uh Giants Super Bowl, the myth yeah, you know, the wide right, whatever. But I remember we had a bet for a case of beer, you know, and I just did and, and I was I was in the room with all the guys in Malevolent Creation and a bunch of their friends that had moved down and and one other guy that was like literally the whole house was Buffalo Bills fans, except for me and this one guy who was from uh, yeah the other side of New York. 
And then, when that kid missed, we were like, woo! And everyone just turned and looked at us like, like you're going to die. And I was like, fuck all of you, woo! You know, I didn't care. I just, yeah, I wasn't like rubbing it in their face. Like, I, mean, I was just here because, you know, case of beer. Come on, man. They're just present. <laughs> just, yeah, just, but, that's <laughs> Dude, excellent. And then, of course, you know, it's funny. My brother it, was a Bills fan. So I was home in, in Maryland for, for the two. Uh, I was home for I, even the um, trying to think the they lost. Yeah, I, I was down here in Florida for for the Washington game, um, and you know I think I watched that game pretty much alone, uh, if I remember correctly. And then the two uh, Bills Cowboys games, I was home. And I was back home in Baltimore, and my brother was there, and all my friends were there, and of course. We we're just breaking my brother's balls because we were, you know, we were rooting for the for the for the Cowboys, who I do not like, and I'm glad they lost. You know, no offense, Dallas, but too bad. You know, you, you know. Um, uh, I, of course, we were rooting for Dallas just because we were just breaking my brother's balls. <laughs> yeah, he he was not happy that day either. It's a bad loss. This one, yeah, that was that was ugly at the end there. Oh, uh, this this yeah, yeah terrible. that was a terrible one. So with, with that, thank you, George, for always talking to me about the football. I love it. Every season goes by. I, I'm lucky enough to to get to chat with you. It seems like yearly at this point. Oh, yeah. But uh, we are here to celebrate, man. Your solo record, Corpse Grinder. It's coming out February 25th. So let's get to the the questions you probably answered 500 times, man, already. But it's it's fun to <laughs> chat with. Is the origin of this project when you're like, all right, it's time for me to do a solo project. Tell me how the pandemic played in, uh, a role in that and all the other parts that got you here? Well, basically, uh, I, I would say the idea, like, look, I could, I, I, I don't know. People have asked me this. It has been asked a lot, like mm-hmm. the idea of a solo project. And I've always told this friend of mine down here, you know, hey, man, uh, you know, one day if I, if there was like a program that, you know, I could like write riffs on, you know, like, yeah, yeah, of course you have drum machine programs and whatnot. But if there's a riff I could like, you know, play guitar without being able to play guitar. I could probably write some songs. And my friend's like, would, would, you know, yeah, there are, there, there's, there's some along the way. And he plays guitar himself. So he was just like willing to come over and, you know, have me mouth out the riffs, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah, if there's a program with exact notes, then you know what's in your head. But but with that aside, I, that was just, that's all, you know, just me daydreaming. And then I sang on Jamie Joss's uh, record, mm. you know, I, you know, They Want Your Soul. And um, it turned out really good. The reception was really good. He put it first on the record. I couldn't believe it with all the guys, just at least all the other guys that are singing on that record, you know. I couldn't believe that he put my song on there first. Um, and the reaction was so great that you know, some months later, I, I, I've been saying six or so, but I, I don't know the exact amount. It could be it could be one. It could be well, it wasn't one, but you know, it could be a little bit. I don't know. I, I would just give, say six to just be in, in the middle. And he just sent me a message. Hey, man, you know, uh, what do you think about this idea of just, you know, doing a record with me, you know? And he was like, you know, if, you know, if you got any ideas, you want to write anything, that's fine. If not, you know, we'll, uh, I can you know, do the whole album and send you the stuff and we can you know, do it. And I said, okay, whatever you want to do, let's let's do a record. And then he was like, well, I, you know, what do you think about calling it Corpse Grinder? And like I said, if I ever had any dreams about doing a record, I would of course, of course, call Corpse Rider. What else would I call a band that was just, if it was all me doing everything? It would have to be Corpse Rider. Absolutely. So yeah. I was kind of hesitant, but I was like, you know what? Let's just do it, man. I don't care, you know, because Jamie wrote the lyrics and and and, and you know the music. I, I, I my only hand in it is just the idea, you know, the the cover idea, and just any of the, the small 
details inside of when we were record when I was recording with Eric Rutan. I didn't really, uh, you know, I, I'm not a lyric writer. I just never have been. You know, and who knows? One day I can change. I, I'll never say never. But uh, for this record, he was like, "Hey, if you want to write something, write something. If not, you know, don't worry about it. You know, I'll just do the stuff." So people have been like, "Well, that's technically is that a solo album or not?" But it is. It's me. I'm. You know, I basically am. You know, I basically have the final say on, on everything and you know with the, with the album cover i came up with the idea and i had to tweak just small things in the studio because obviously jamie's a great singer and he knows how to to uh to put songs together and vocal patterns and and whatnot so it, that was really the whole thing he just asked me if i wanted to do one and i said sure we decided to call corpse grinder and then he started sending me songs and i you know i i did the record right the vocals right after we did violence unimagined so not, not right after maybe 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 a month to three months after i finished the vocals for violence and imagine we, we did this record but it, all the music was getting being sent to us you know at different intervals and then we got it all and then we went and did the record and i'm loving this that that jamie joss is getting involved in this because the d snyder albums that him and the belmore brothers uh worked on yeah. is a very similar style yeah. that that came out just fantastic and great and now that was that did you hear the d snyder records before you considered uh starting this progress with that team or was that something that you were unaware of at the time well no not, not the, the, the for the love of metal yeah I yeah knew that was out that yeah. whatnot yeah I, I knew i knew the whole thing with that and whatnot so i knew that he had worked with with jamie and and everything and you know um i can tell you you know that i even got to sing on his second record you know on, yes. on leo scar it's like unreal i mean i, I couldn't believe that these decided wanted me to sing with him and i wasn't sure at first how it was gonna really turn out i, I really wasn't sure i was you know there's I, not that not to my memory is there a uh a heavy metal guy especially a legend like Dee snyder um singing was a just 100% straight up death metal singer. I don't think I've ever heard it before. And so when, I, when, when they sent me the song, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, this song's badass, you know? And then Jamie had the guide vocals there for the parts that I was going to sing. So, of course, I enlisted Eric Rutan, and when we were recording it, there were a couple times we just sat back like, dude, that's your voice. But you know, Rutan said, dude, that's your voice with, with Dee Snyder. And I was like, fuck yeah, man. It's unbelievable. And it sounded good. It just, it worked. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Like, you know, obviously his voice works. He's amazing. Um, and I'm not saying that my voice is horrible, but like the two voices together, the pairing, I, I wasn't sure how it was going to turn out. And I mean, it, it turned out great. So I, I knew about, you know, like that he had worked with Jamie before. So, yeah. and, and I've known Jamie for a while. So I, I kind of assumed what was going to, what he was going to bring to me, you know, for the record, was going to be not in maybe that style because I think I think they definitely did a good job of that just being more like heavy metal, you know, traditional, but maybe a little bit more modern sound and mm -hmm. whatnot. I think it's heavier than than like you know, Twisted Sister as far as like the guitar tones and all those things. Um, <clears throat> but I think it's, it's kind of in that wheelhouse, but I just definitely think the crunch is, is there, you know, the recording, you know, I mean, Charlie, the tone Charlie gets is just fucking insane, but uh. And he got it on this album for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, yeah, so so I knew what was going on. And, and you know, Jamie is just always, like, energy, energy, energy. You know, like, 
dude, bro, we're going to do this. Yeah, bro. You know, so, so of course, you know, I, I knew, I knew that he did that. And I was like, wow, man, you want to do like something with me now? So it, it, I was, I was, I was pleased. And then of course, when I sang on D's song, I was like, that was an honor beyond honor, you know? Yeah, dude, that song, it was a single everybody time to choose was the name of the track. If you guys haven't heard it, make sure you do. And also the song we talked about previously before we brought up D. Snyder was uh, off the Lost Chapters, Volume 2, the Josta record. Make sure you guys are checking out those records as well. But yeah, this one is... Want Your Soul. Yeah. The song is They Want Your Soul. Yeah. Yes, We Want Your Soul is uh, one off the Lost Chapters. So make sure you guys check that out. But yeah, and, and that, that pairing right there, it just, to me, was really, really exciting because I saw D. Snyder's uh, legend, you know, get a, a, a I guess a, a boost and like a revitalization and when I talked to D he even said it, it felt like his new solo record and his second solo record even though he had solo records in the past and um yeah. so that team is a great team to, to team up with so we're really really lucky to have that now um as you mentioned the cover art was something that you were like this is what it has to be like where, where did you first start um imagining that cover art was this as a child to be like this is what I want my record to look like or was it kind of later oh, on no like, yeah I can't remember that far back <laughs> <laughs> no uh, uh, uh basically Dan Goldsworthy did the cover, did a great job. And uh, I just had an idea of, okay, this is Corpse Grinder album. I I think Jamie did send me a, uh, I don't know if it was artwork or it was something that that, uh, he had made up. And it just looked like just something, you know, not that it was bad, you know, but it just looked like just a, a, a death metal record, you know. And I just... You know, something that you would, you know, for me, for being Corpse Grinder, it had, I wanted to just, you know, then call me, give me second ego or not, but I thought it should have me on the cover, centered around me. And we weren't going to take up, do a photo shoot and just have me standing there looking all mean because that's been done a thousand times. You had to do something different. And I thought, well, superhero kind of, you know, like larger than life character, that's me. And, you know, I gotta be like saving the day, and I was like, okay, let's let's figure this out. And I just said, I just like to be like like killing some, you know, kicking the shit out of some demons or or, or some zombies or something. And Dan had like the first sketch he sent was me with like an axe, and, and I, it was like in a swamp or something, you know, because I'm in Florida. And I just thought, okay, look, how about this? Let's make it a post-apocalyptic city, like in the background, like it's all wrecked and the buildings are crumbling and whatnot. And then there's zombies at my feet, and um, originally I wanted to be on, a, on the top of a pile of zombies, like they were just having to come up the hill, and I was just standing on the, the remains of their of the other zombies that I had dispatched. Uh, but Dan was like, "Well, maybe we should. You could just be like some toxic sludge or something," which we kind of did because you don't want to see my my uh, my my feet. And then I just said, "Okay, yeah, put the zombies around me," and then like having me holding this one up in the air. And then he 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 did that, but he yeah it was only the torso, the upper torso, which was great. That was great. That was addition by him. And I just said, you know, maybe ripping one of their hearts out, and, and then the other ones are coming at me. So I'm just everything that comes at me, I'm kicking the shit out of it, and I'm saving the day. I guess is is was the idea because I didn't want it to be like I didn't want it to be a serious album cover, you know, like yeah, you know, like look at this you know, more realistic looking art. I wanted it to be a little cartoony, you know. I wanted it to be. A little of fun. I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be fun. That if someone sees it, you know, um, not that I'm not trying to offend anybody. You know, I'm just. It's just 
I just thought someone would see it and, and just be like, okay, that's that's like just art. That's not like like me, me taking uh, something that really happened and, and making a you know a play on that or anything. I, and I just I just didn't want it to be serious. I thought the record is great. The record's fun. Um, you know, yeah, it's got some some lyrics that are that are you know that are metal. You know, but in general, just the cover has to reflect. Just you know, I just I just thought look. Can I just be a superhero for one damn time? Can I actually have some sick-looking guns, you know, on my arms, you know, which Dan gave me? And what my wife was looking at the cover, and she's just like, she's like, oh, you need to get in the gym if you're going to look like that on tour. <laughs> with the picture dude all i know is that when i saw it i was like yeah, hold it, hold it, you get a heart and then a head yeah dude, <laughs> my, my 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 biceps are dude i got some guns blazing man you know she's like you better get in the gym if you're gonna have arms like that on tour i when i saw the cover i was like i want to see that movie or, or get that comic book and that's a that's a very positive reaction yeah. is all i gotta say yeah, very good yeah. yeah superhero comic book kind of thing so it's not to be taken uber seriously you know like come on you know i just to have a little bit of fun yeah dude and i i think that everybody out there comic book makers okay uh alan roberts from life of agony you do that as and you do it fantastic you got to look at this album cover and you guys come up with a concept i'm telling you that's how things happen hey, uh, just put uh, in the universe I, I i grew up reading comic books man uh, yeah. it would be uh, awesome and we have we have the the comic that was in the one box set you know which was awesome you know uh, vince did vince lock Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. But this, if it was one about me, that's that's even like cooler because it's it's me. You know what I mean? Like it's a comic book about me being an actual superhero. We would have to give you like a a superhero talent, and which uh, the characters, just whatever Marvel, DC, what what universe character. Um, did you like? Were you like that's the talent I want? You know, like was it just the strength, the speed? I don't know, man fire what what talent were you always like that's what i want well, to do i loved i love the hulk when it was oh there up, you course, go you know mm-hmm. um but 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 you know um he's never in control you know there's only a few times during the in the comic books where he's actually like you know intelligent hulk or what he was mr fix it you know where he's more the hulk but he's almost gangster-esque you know <laughs> like he's got a little he's got an anti-hero to him i mean look my favorite character uh used to always be silver surfer he was just super. He was very noble and uh, and whatnot. Even though he had done a lot of bad things for Galactus, but my favorite character in all of Marvel comics is Thanos. I mean, just you know, mm-hmm. I, I was you know uh, since you know, I mean, you know, Marvel two and one when he was when he was you know turned the stone, and then after that when when death brought him back to life, uh, just the, the whole Infinity Gauntlet, you know, just I mean, he's not a hero at all. You know, he. You know, kills his own mother. He tries to blow up his planet. Kills most of his of his own people. Uh, you know, conquers tons of planets. You know, kills millions of people. Snaps his finger. Kills half the universe. Well, he could have killed the whole universe if he really wanted. He had ultimate power. Um, you know, I just I love the combination. He is strong enough. He fought Thor and Thing, and he beat the shit out of him by himself. And he's as intelligent in the comic books. They did not do justice to him in the movies in some ways. You know, I still, I still like the Infinity War movie. I did not like it in Endgame. But in Infinity War, you know, I will watch it if it's on TV. Um, but they could have, I wish they would have done it better um, in some areas. But the comic book Thanos is just as intelligent as Tony Stark and Reed Richards. He's just the ultimate badass. He's super smart. 
super strong, pretty much indestructible. I mean, once you give him the gauntlet, of course, but this is pre-gauntlet, before he has all that stuff. He could still fight toe-to-toe with the Hulk, and and he could, you know, outthink Reed Richards or Tony Stark, you know, or any of the Bruce Banner. He's, he's on that intelligence level. So uh, Thanos was always my favorite. If, if, if this was a video interview, you would see where I'm looking across my, my room in my house, I have this whole pretty much, well, in about five different areas of, of the room. There's <laughs> about, oh, nice. I don't know. I have a whole bin of, of Thanos stuff that I I, I, I uh, haven't even been able to put out because I don't have the room at the, at the moment. But Funko Pops, I have two statues I'm, statues I'm looking at. I have the, the, the Guardians of the Galaxy Thanos figure where he's sitting on the throne. I have... I have the gauntlet that lights up. I put that on my Instagram. I know people know what that is. I mean, I have a lot of stuff. And, you know, I knew that when they were going to make the movies, when the, after, after that, the, ends, the end scene in the Avengers, the first Avengers, and Thanos was going to be the main villain, I just was hoping that they just wouldn't ruin him. And they, did it, they did it okay, but, you know, you know, not as good. So, I mean, I know this isn't really a, a question about that, but superhero, I don't know. Of course, you'd like to be, be the Hulk, but you'd want to be super strong, you know. Um, but you want to be indestructible, and you want to be intelligent. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of characters out there I could I could pick with that. But I would just say I'm the corpse grinder, and I can you know I can windmill you and chop you in half. That I like that. That's perfect. Yeah. That's well, when it comes <laughs> to zombies, I wouldn't chop a person in half. But you know, zombies, zombies coming at me, I got to deal with them. You know, he's got to he's got to get the windmill. I got to like attach some razor. Maybe I could like do like a Wolverine type thing where my hair turns into like claws or, or, or sharp knives and I I go running into zombies window and, and uh chop them to pieces or something. That, my friend, yes, with the head banging windmill. I love it. Everybody, this is this is a great we've we've came up with this idea now. We need someone to, to make it I, happen. You see that in the comic book, somebody's hair turning into sharp blades and cutting somebody down. I know you were listening to this. I'm going to find you. <laughs> yes, my idea. Do not steal. We have it documented. It's going to be <laughs> out there. We got a time. You never stamp. know. There might already be one, and I'm the idiot. You know, someone yeah, might have already come up with that, and I'm the moron. So uh, this is this is true. I can't think of one, um, but this is true. With video games and all this stuff that's going going on out there, with villains always being the best part of it, comic book world, video game world. I'm sorry, heroes are never. Rarely the the most enticing thing. Like I said, Batman never appeals. The Joker appeals to everyone. It's just the way it's it's kind of always been, which it's I find just, is interesting. I mean, yeah. come on. But I think most people that think about that are like, you know, they're average, normal, just living their lives, good people. Yeah. And it's just it's fun to be bad every once in a while. That's all. It's just fun to be bad. But, you know, obviously, if in Dark Knight, if the Joker wins, if, if all this, you know, terrible stuff, you know, you know, really comes to pass and people, they blow each other up and all that stuff, you know, in, in the boats and whatnot, you know, I mean, no one would really want that. But, exactly. you know, you just kind of root for the dark, you know, it's kind of like being a metalhead, you know. We're we we are on the darker side of things, and we we don't look at things as serious and whatnot. And you sometimes root for the bad guy. It's like why Venom is really popular, even though you know, like the early Venom is just he's evil, man. He's just trying to kill poor Peter Parker, you know, because he blames him for his for his life. 
Yeah, completely, man. No, I'm with you, and I, I do feel exactly what you said. That's how the metal headed said. There's there's a world that's absurd and not reality that we we just grasp to, and that darkness is is something that is. I mean, it's comforting in a lot of ways, you know. In that false no darkness without light, you know. You said so. it, my friend. You said it. First single on the record, Acid Vat. Eric Rutan did uh, assist you on that. Tell me about that song particularly, because we're going to play it for the fans, and um, why you decided, hey, this is the opening track, let's go, and this is the single I want everybody to hear first. Well, I think the song, I mean, Eric did the, sang the chorus with me, you know, to the acid fat. He did all that um, with me, <clears throat> um, and, you know, he has, of course, his own unique voice, so, and the, I mean, he recorded the vocals, it was like, man, we got to get, you know, Joss was like, we got to get Rutan on a song. Um, I don't think we had acid fat, I don't think it was planned to be the single right away, but it was just like, you know what, you know, first I'll give a shout out to Rutan, you know, and get him get him on the first single and get people excited about the record. And I think it's one of the more uh, death metal songs on the record. You know, I, I think one thing about this record that a lot of people might not know is that it does have a lot of death metal. I think this is probably one of the most, you know, death metal songs. But it has a healthy dose of uh, uh, thrash. And, and um and a, a, it has a lot of hardcore groove to it. Mm. It does, and it has a lot of hardcore. And some of the phrasings and, and, and vocals that I'm, I'm doing, the patterns uh, are almost like hatebreed hey, biohazard. You know, with a like foot in, in the world of rap a little bit. The way that they're they're structured. Um, but as of that was just a straight up death metal song. You know, and I, I mean, I, look, I think it does variate. And it's it's different from what Cannibal Corpse would do, but it's probably the closest song to maybe what you know we would do in Cannibal. And just you know, with routine singing on it, we just we just thought it was heavy, it was fast, it had everything. You know, it had the had the had the, the, the chorus parts got the crunchy you know breakdown part. So um, and, and you know it's uh you know it's about putting somebody in the acid bed, you know, getting getting you know get, making them pay for whatever they did, you know. So <laughs> you know. Um, I, 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 we're happy with the reaction to it. Everyone's been really, really, you know, great as far as reaction. I think there was one guy on my Instagram that said, "Sorry, bro, this is shit." <laughs> <laughs> There's always one. <laughs> hey, man, good for you. Hey, look, if you don't like it, sorry, you know, but not sorry. I mean, yeah, everybody has an opinion. It's cool. Um, I, I'm not going to delete it or nothing. I don't. I don't need to clean my thing up to make it look, you know my Instagram to make it look like everyone loves me, you know, if you, if you got an opinion, but, but, but in general, the, the, across the board, the rash has been great. So, I mean, I, I'm glad that uh, people like it. Like I said, I think it's the closest song like into what people would maybe expect from me, but there are a lot of, there's, you know, there's nine other songs on the record and they lean more, I, I would say towards the thrashy hardcore than just standard death metal and the phrasings of the vocal patterns i think are definitely um what set it you know apart from what i've done with canon and i'm lucky enough to get the record early and i'm telling fans right now you guys make sure you're pre-ordering it pick it up it is catchy it's it's all the things that uh i think that you guys were going for and you're right it's 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 cannibal fans are going to love it all the way through but it's a little bit different. It gets a different style. And with that, man, I got to promote a bunch of stuff uh, before I get you off the phone here, George. First off, guys, Corpse Grinder, the solo record. It's coming out February 25th, pre-ordered. I'm telling you guys, it is a fun record. It's a great time. It's awesome. Next, I want to congratulate you, 
and all the boys in Cannibal, Cannibal Corpse Violence Unimagined, was one of the best of, if you look at all the lists, guys, it made a ton of our lists for the best albums of the year last year. Make sure if you guys haven't picked that up, you do. And then, of course, the tour is coming with you guys, Whitechapel, Shadow of Intent, Revocation, a great package to North America. Everybody, look for tickets and pick that up. With that, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much, uh, Corpse Grinder, for calling in to the Metal Sucks Podcast. Awesome. Oh, yeah, thank you.
the Metal Sucks Podcast. songs you heard is off the debut solo album by corpse grinder it's called corpse grinder it's coming out february 25th first song you heard on wings of carnage second song is called acid vat and that one's featuring eric rutan as we talked about in the interview guys do not sleep on this record pre-order it now corpse grinder is coming out february 25th and with that i want to thank everybody out there for the five-star reviews we keep getting on the good old apple itunes that's all we ask for as a podcast team if you guys can take the time go over to apple itunes hit five stars we don't need comments we don't need nothing else that lets us know you're out there keeps the show growing we put out episodes every week guys as you know we don't like to miss them and we do anything we can to make sure you guys get a little bit of our in our brand i guess of entertainment mm-hmm. if you will 
So um, keep in mind, it's, it's not as easy as you think, but we always get it done. All we ask is that five-star reviews. And if you guys want to support our other podcasts, our other podcast is called Rise to Offend. If you haven't checked out, that podcast is a documentary discussion podcast. We've got over 100 episodes. We've never done Kid Rock. Fuck you, two, two, two. But we've done insane clown posse. Okay, so uh, I think that was a, about as far deep as we can go. We got Jerry Springer in there too, guys. Jerry Springer, insane clown posse. We got intelligent guys as well. Some. Some. Some, some intelligent people. <laughs> but we also have Married with Children and Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> and of course, our latest one is Chuck Schuldiner uh, from Death, if you guys haven't checked it out. So make sure you guys are supporting our other podcast, Rise to Offend. It is available everywhere, over 100 episodes. Documentary discussion, completely different format. And with that, you guys, make sure you're supporting these two comics, Jocelyn Sharp and Brandon Hahn. Jocelyn's going to give you some road dates right now. If you guys are in the area, make sure you check her out. Go, Jaws. Well, this week, actually, uh, Thursday, February 3rd, I'll be in Fort Collins, Colorado at the Comedy Fort. Um, and Friday, February 4th and 5th, I'll be at the Denver Comedy Lounge. That's the secret comedy club inside Colorado Sakiko in Denver. And then uh, February 12th, I'll be at Notoriety in Las Vegas, Nevada for Laugh After Dark. February 16th, Redding, California at the Wind River Casino. And February February 2nd and 3rd at the MGM Grand Brad Garrett's Comedy Club. If you follow me on socials, you can find tickets and all the links and all my bios. Do it. Don't corner her and do mind mind games. What the yeah. fuck was that? Uh, all right. If you are mommy guy, though, I do want to take a picture with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we the people, y'all. That. Till next week. For her fans. <laughs> the Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off.